Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, or maybe even a love note. We're, we're going to feel this one out, but happy Easter, everyone. It's been a really good past couple of weeks for us. We've been enjoying time with the family and enjoying time with one another, um, maybe even enjoying time with significant others. Not, yeah. not us. I mean, not, not us. us. Not yeah. us. Couldn't be us. But, you know, <laughs> with the family, had a great Easter, went to go visit my sister up mm-hmm. at her school in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, you know. Congrats to everybody who this was the first Easter they brought a significant other home to their family. Yeah, that's a bold move, and I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, absolutely. He has risen he, into the relationship, and so is the relationship, and he has risen indeed. He has risen indeed. Hopefully, so is the relationship indeed. If it survived <laughs> the weekend. Oh, but, I mean, with all the family drama, we don't know at this point. We don't. But, we never do. We never ever do. But we're hoping all the best for you listeners out there. But um, without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. Um, what are we talking about today, Coach? We're talking about our. <laughs> we're gonna have to edit that. I'm sorry. Um, taking a hint. I'm not gonna edit that. Actually, no. I. That was, no. You know what? That was too good. No, I am no. not gonna edit that for I, all listeners. We're keeping that in oh, I was, because Coach. You know, Coach is still. He's still in a food coma from Easter weekend. So we're just gonna. <laughs> We're going to pass that off. Little Rusty, we're getting back in the game. Taking after a Easter. hint. Yeah, taking, taking a, hint. a hint. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So essentially, we're just going to be diving into and breaking down a little bit about, you know, maybe you're in a talking phase with someone. Maybe you just get their number. Um, are they into you? Kind of like the general, like, we're playing the back and forth game. We're not really sure what's going on yet. Right. But um, we're, we're going to break down a couple of different things, both texting and in person on what to look out for, whether or not it's a red flag to stop your pursuit or continue forward. Right. Because let me, let me just say this. You Google, you go on Google, you type in relationship advice. Mm. um, And inevitably what's going to pop up is you're going to get probably 20 or 30 links on that first page of 10 signs that he's into you or how to know if she likes you as more than a friend. Yeah. Does she bat her eyes? Does she play with her hair? Do her pupils dilate when she's around you? (laughs) Does he hold eye contact for longer than three seconds? How, how engaged is he staying in the conversation? Does he brush your arm lightly when he's speaking with you? Like literally it before long, like if you were to read the Mm -hmm. top 10 of these, you are you're having a laundry list of mm-hmm. items that you then are having to subconsciously check the boxes in your head. Mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, we don't think that that's really the way to live mm-hmm. or to go about the situation at all. So how do you do it? How mm-hmm. do we do it? Right. And it's easy to get lost in that sauce when you get in those almost nitpicking things where you're finding every little thing. Are they into me? Are right. they not? It, it's exhausting. And of course, your heart already... It, oh. The human... Okay, so as Selena Gomez once said, I'm going to quote Selena. Yes, you heard that right. The heart the wants wise what theologian. it wants. The wise theologian. The heart wants what it wants. Mm-hmm. And if your heart is set on someone, and mm-hmm. if your emotions have already gotten set, and you know, okay, this person is someone I want to pursue, of course you're, you're going to find the signs that support your theory that they're right. into you. Because why wouldn't you? Absolutely. You're going to find just about every reason 
that they would like you, even if it doesn't exist. Right. It could be out of thin air. Yeah, and and here's here's the reality too, Coach. I think we need to clear something up before mm-hmm. we talk about texting. Yeah. Does getting a number mm. mean that someone is into you? No. I'm sorry. Maybe, but no. It general rule of thumb: don't read into it too much. Because here's the thing. Most people, and I'm saying like most people, are going to be nice enough to humor you and say, oh yeah, here's my number, even if it's out of pity. Or it could not be. We don't know, but if you, if they straight up deny that number, then I mean, you already have your answer. I mean, you could leave the episode right now. Yeah, stop listening. If, if you have attempted to get somebody's number and been straight up rejected, I'm sorry, but it's over. It's yeah. over for you. And that's not to say you should cut the person out of your life. That's not even to say that the other person may not later return and be a part of your Mm -hmm. life. But for now, it's over. And I would not obviously get hung up on that. Mm -hmm. But for those of you who do have a number, let's say you're a girl. Yeah. You've just received a number of a guy that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. What, how do you know from that point what to do? Mm. Or how to interpret signals that are being given off? Yeah, I think a good, a good rule of thumb typically is going to be to kind of measure the reciprocation level. I mean, I'm just going to say it kind of now. It's kind of like texting in a way is like a dance. And when you're texting someone, you kind of play off of each other and you see, you know, how long is the response? How fast are they getting me back? Are they matching my cadence kind of? Are they are they meeting me where I'm at in a way that um, will continuously flow the conversation? Um and there's a lot of things to look out for um, that would stop the flow in the conversation, I think. Right, you know, right. and, and we're going to be kind of jumping into those because here's the thing. Like, you, okay, you, you receive the number. Awesome. Chances are, I mean, you're texting first, most likely. Yeah. I mean, that's... If you ask for the number, mm-hmm. you're usually the one who's going to text first. I mean... Right. A lot of times the other person doesn't even have you. Yeah, they so don't you even. Kinda, you have to be the one. Yeah, to you have out. to just shoot your name and be like, "Here's my, here's my information," and then yeah. go from there. But, um, okay, you shoot your your text first. When do they respond back? I right. mean, how how quickly are they responding back? And what, Doctor Love, what would your rule of thumb be sure. on um, response time? Yeah, so this is this is a question that I think get response time is usually thrown around as one of the big metrics and kind mm-hmm. of examples of like determining is this person into me or not. I don't think response time is the only indicator and mm-hmm. I also am not a believer exclusively in response time. Some people automatically are like if this person responds within this amount of time x equals five x plus y (laughs) they make it a math equation and it's not a math equation to me response time can vary there are people that i've been very close to that i've responded twice a day Mm -hmm. there are also people who i've been very close to who've responded twice a minute like i i I don't think there's a one size fits all Mm -hmm. however yeah if we're talking about response time when they respond are they enthusiastically trying to continue Mm -hmm. the conversation right if, okay, now people are busy. It might be that someone only has free time for a very small window, but during that window they respond, they're excited about the conversation, they seem engaged. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. Right. But to me, the bigger indicator 
is not the response time, but the response quality. Mm. Okay. If you're sending out, um, if you started a conversation, let's say you send a three sentence, like roughly paragraph text, sure. which, you know, obviously you don't want to be sending huge essays, yeah. but let's say you send a reasonably length, reasonable length text, three sentences or less. Is the other person responding with a one mm -hmm. word or even couple word answer? Oh, okay, mm -hmm. haha, cool. Or are they responding in a way that matches the energy of your question? Mm -hmm. And I think a good point on that too is in that response, because you know they could just be nice and they could just be trying to give a, a good answer to you, right. but in that response to your question, are they responding with a follow-up option? I right. mean, are they letting you follow up on what they're saying or are they giving you their wordy answer, but then cutting it short. I think that's a great point because mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of, a lot of times where it's like, Oh, this person's responding. Therefore they're interested. Mm -hmm. But is it you that's having to ask all the questions or continue the conversation? Mm -hmm. Because people are friendly. There are a lot of people who will be happy to entertain talking to you, but yeah. are they really trying to push it further? Mm -hmm. Are they trying to advance the conversation? And then the last thing I would say on that is, a lot of times people assume because they've received a text mm -hmm. and they're quote talking that that means that the other person's interested mm. to me there's a big difference between types of texting mm. say like going back to my example let's say i'm a girl i've gotten a guy's number the guy reaches out via text hey we're having a thing at my place at eight would love to see you there yeah how do you interpret that mm-hmm at that point, I mean, it's hard because when you're having some kind of informational um, transaction, we could just call it, it's not inviting any extra thought to it or any extra conversation piece to it. It's more just like, hey, here's something that we're doing in a group setting. Right. And you're invited because it'd be cool to have a couple more faces around. Right. Um, it's hard to read into that. Yeah. It, it could be one way or another. Sure. But um, but if it's consistently informational yeah. in nature, I would even caution, like if you're, even if you frequently converse with this person, mm -hmm. are your conversations primarily communicating details or information or mm -hmm. are they primarily communicating personal things? Mm -hmm. And by personal things, I'm not talking about, oh, I have to share my life story and just pour out my heart. Yeah. I'm talking personal things as, are you are they wanting to find out any information about you? Are they trying to get to know you? Are you mm -hmm. trying to get to know them? Yeah. And okay. And and with that said, I think it it'd be good to talk about so like, you know, we're talking about all this, but to go a little bit back into how often, what do you think is the absolute red flag? I mean, I'm talking the double, maybe oh. even triple text oh. bag. We're not okay. So this is this is another topic of interest. I know for a lot of listeners, um, both on the guy side and on the girl's side. So a lot of people will say never double text. Mm -hmm. Like that's just the rule of thumb. To me, I'm a little more lenient on that. Mm -hmm. I think that, like for example, like new iOS 14. There's that focused feature where yeah. it. For some reason, I know it's happened to me where somebody has sent me a message or even a call, I literally don't receive any notification. And yeah. then I'll get on my phone and they'll be like, dude, why didn't you answer? And I'll be like, I'm sorry, I literally did not see that. 
Um, so to me, it, or the person could be busy and they're like not have seen it and just forgotten about it. So to me, there are situations where mm-hmm. a double text is appropriate. Mm-hmm. To me, a triple text, I mean, you got to be desperate. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You've got to be you really gotta be down, down bad. bad. You have to be down bad, bad. And I'm not going to say never, ever. But 99.5% of cases, I would never send a triple text. Now, I'm not talking, hey, you're in a conversation with someone. I'm going to split my message mm-hmm. up into three texts. I think that's fine. Right. I'm talking like you've gone, you've sent a text. It's been a 24 to 48 hour period of no response. Mm-hmm. You've sent a second text, another 24 to 48 hour. I would stop there. I would just chalk yeah. that to the game and say, all right, let's move well, on. Well, we had that, a good well, run. We, we had We're a good run. On. We tried. It's over. Yeah. But, I mean, some people, the triple text, I mean, the only context that I could see for a triple text that is justifiable, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. if you said something in either of your previous two texts that could be heavily misinterpreted. Yeah. Which one why would you be sending a text that i mean you should probably be talking about this not texting yeah. but if that was the case then maybe i could see that but again i think mm-hmm. that's so rare i would never recommend it yeah one example of a triple text that it wasn't for me ladies and Do gentlemen i'm just yeah. gonna okay, say this coach. right now all right um there was a friend of mine and i'll leave him anonymous just for the sake of I mean, I couldn't do them like that. There's no. just no way. You you just pour one out for the <laughs> pour one out for the bros so, who are just that 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 down bad in it. So I I forget the full context of what they were texting about, but you know it was along the lines of basically saying like, oh man, it's crazy that this happened. Send, and then no response back for a while, and then they go, but like imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> no response back. Oh man, I full day goes. I can't wait to hear what this third one is. <laughs> full day goes by. Text back, or the another, th- another third, third text. text. Are you imagining yet? <laughs> I okay okay all right. I have one question. Did he ever get a response back? I don't think he did. Oh yeah. That okay. That I mean that's the type where you send that third text and you don't get a response. <laughs> You feel you're feeling bad, oh, bad. It's bad. I mean, it's one thing to send one and not get a response. It's it's another thing to send two, but dare I say three? Oh, that's just yeah. It's um. It's honestly, there was a boldness to it. You you cannot no. Disrespect I will. I can't. No, I can't disrespect the boldness. I can disrespect the approach. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that, but I mean, I respect for the effort wise. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have your own story as I do. well with, um, I think it was the military you were it saying. Was. Would you share? No. So I will, I'm happy to share. And it's relevant to what we're talking about today about texting and about, you know, taking hints and signs and moving on. Uh, so for those of you who don't know a little bit of context, I, um, was recently, you know, I, right now I'm working part-time searching for a career job and long story short a couple of months ago i was going through the process for actually joining the military and i learned a lot through that process for those of you who've gone through it or who've known people who've gone through it it's a lot more to it than meets the eye very complex takes a long time but that's not what i'm here to talk about what i'm here to talk about is when i went into the recruiter's office and was having conversations right Mm -hmm. 
these recruiters have a policy that they like a procedure that they follow with prospective soldiers. Like, let's say that they have a list of a hundred people that they're texting about joining the military, right? They send a pretty generic text. They have a for, what they call a 48 hour policy. If they mm-hmm. send a message, no response for the next 48 hours, they will send one more message. And if there's no response to the second message within the next 48 hours, that person is struck from the list. Like they literally are purged from the database. Just move on. And like literally hearing these recruiters talk to each other throughout the day about like the people they're talking to, it almost sounds like this. Like they're like, yeah, I got ghosted by the 17 year old over at Blue Valley High School. And in that context, it's legal. Yeah, no, don't get the wrong idea. No, no, like. Trust me, very different context. Like, <laughs> I would be concerned, highly concerned, and would report that if it wasn't. That is not what we're saying. We're saying is like the similarities though exist. Like they deal with ghosting, they deal with trying to interpret signals. They're they mm. get strung along by people. Like I heard my recruiter mm. talking about a kid who like rode through the process for months and then like ghosted like four months in. Wow. And I'm like, dang, he got that double text and just never got an answer. You can't trust him out here. You, you can't, can't trust him out here. But I mean, that is, I think that kind of puts a nice little bow. It on wraps top of up the texting, the texting pretty section. Pretty good there. Um, and honestly, and this is the part that I honestly, I'm looking forward to talking to a little bit more. The in-person interaction part. Um, on Dr. Love, I mean, we are all for face-to-face interactions here. I mean, right. we... I mean, like texting can be a means to get right. to that interaction, but I don't like that being my primary form of communication. No. And in, in that regard, like technology, I'm not going to knock technology because I think it improves aspects of getting to know people in certain ways. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think it can be useful as a, like Mike said, a means to an end of getting to be in person with someone eventually, mm-hmm. because I think if that's not your goal, I would question what your goal is. Mm-hmm. You know, if your goal is not to meet up with someone in real real life and get to know them, maybe think about that. I don't know. Right. But with that being said, yeah, with let's that talk said, about it. I mean, okay. So maybe we're past the texting point or we're just not in a texting context. Um, we're in person. It's most likely going to be a group setting. I mean, if it is one-on-one, great. Good job. It gives you more opportunity to be intentional with it. It but, also gives you more opportunity to fumble the bag. That's true. But, yeah. But, I mean, but most likely it's going to be in a group setting just because that's how most things are right. just going to be happening in the beginning. So, I think some common things that you'd want to look out for would be, like, okay, you are kind of in a room with someone. There's not really, like, a way to avoid them. You're kind of there. And, you know, you start talking. Um, in your conversation, do they begin to add more people to the conversation do they begin to take the focus off of themselves you know like how engaged are they with just you right and and i think that's a pretty important point to talk about i think that's big i i think a lot of times if you're in a one if you're trying to get someone one-on-one and they keep trying to divert your attention away from them and or bring in outsiders introduce you pass you off to people Mm -hmm. that's not always a sign that they're not into you but to me that's one where if if they're uncomfortable with the attention being on them because if someone is into you 
and this isn't like in a conceited context, but it's like you want the attention of that person to be focused on you mm-hmm. and your conversation. Right. You do not want that conversation to be passed off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's a question to ask yourself in interactions with this person. Mm-hmm. Is this going on or not? Yeah. And, and in, the sa- in the same vein, honestly, are they approaching you? Are you approaching them? And does that necessarily, even if they do approach you, does that necessarily mean that they're into you? Right. And I would argue, honestly, no, because it to honestly tie back into the texting point we're talking about earlier, they could be approaching you, but is it a purely informational conversation of, oh, hey, this event's going down on this day, you guys should be there and then right. leave it at that? Or like, are they asking more personal right. get to know you questions? Um, and I think that's really important to consider because even though, you know, they're approaching you, but it... Yeah, yeah, that's that's no guarantee. And even if they are asking you personal questions, that's not a silver bullet saying, no. oh, they're into you. They could be just a really nice person trying to get to know you. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Um, and not and one of these things is like building on that, are they going to be talking about like like we talked about with the texting, are they ta- are they bringing up new conversations or mm-hmm. are they just kind of answering your questions and like, okay, I'm going to go back to my friends now. Like, see you yeah, next time, like, buddy. Even if they do approach you and you talk about something for a little bit, are they letting the conversation continue to just form? Or do they kind of answer the questions and then be like, well, we're done talking <laughs> yeah, now. I, I got to go. See ya. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, to keep it 100 and to, to be completely real, on Dr. Love, we've always talked about the best way to be is be authentic and be real and be honest. Mm-hmm. So if you're those three things, if you're authentic, real, and honest, the best way to find out and read all these signals is mm-hmm. just ask. Yeah. Just ask. The absolute best hint you could take would be to just be so overt and just ask the question. It's honestly, it's we shouldn't be demonizing just asking the person because honestly think about it even if it's an answer that you don't want to hear which option is better mike i'm going to lay these two Mm -hmm. options on the table like let me ask you legitimately just personally Mm -hmm. which would you rather have happened to you yeah let's say there's a girl you really like Mm -hmm. you've talked a little you feel somewhat comfortable around each other Mm -hmm. you go up to her and ask, Hey, this is kind of like what I've been feeling. Mm -hmm. Is this a mutual thing or is this just me? And she says, it's just you. I don't like you like that, but like, I appreciate you asking me still want to be friends, still want to be friends. (laughs) And then you never talk again. Okay. So that's option one. Yeah. Option two is you meet, you know, this girl, Mm -hmm. you've been texting for a couple months, getting to know each other. Mm -hmm you're pretty comfortable around each other. And you know, some days you're like, mm, like she kind of seems like she does other days. You're like, ah, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you go on a dance for about four or five, six months. And at the end of it, she goes out with some other guy and you're just kind of left wondering yeah. which option is better. I mean, I would absolutely rather have the first one, of course, but the way I would describe it, it's almost like you leave a wound untreated. Like, you know, would you rather like get shot, but go straight to the hospital? Right. Or would you rather get shot let or like 
maybe you're stabbed. It's not like a, a bullet wound, <laughs> but like it starts to get kind of infected. And then it starts like to get three gross. weeks later, you're like, Maybe I should do something about this. <laughs> My foot is black and it's starting to fall off. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe we could have avoided that if we would have gotten it treated sooner. And even though ripping off the band-aid right. hurt initially, it's going to feel a lot better if you do it sooner. Right. Um so honestly, that kind of wrap like answers the question to that honestly. How about yourself? Would, would you rather have the first or second one? Well, I mean, ooh, that okay. So that's a good question, and it's one that honestly hits home for me mm-hmm. because for most of high school and most of college, and up till I would say pretty recently, I was the type of guy where I was always wanting to be the friend and mm. be the person who didn't rock the boat in that regard right. with people, and so. I got. I think there were multiple occasions, especially early on in college, that I can think of freshman sophomore year where I would get really close to a girl. Mm. I would really feel a certain way about her. Mm-hmm. I would think that I know how she's feeling about me, but I would never ever clarify it. Mm-hmm. I never had the guts to do it, mm-hmm. and I well. I won't say I never had the guts to do it. I rarely had the guts to do it. Or maybe the shot came too late. Or it came too late because, let's be real, like maybe someone is into you for a while. But after five months, they're like, man, maybe he just wants to be my friend. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'm not into him anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think I missed the boat and nothing but heartbreak ensued for me because mm-hmm. the only thing that came out of those was – I had to painfully watch as somebody who I was once close to mm-hmm. left my life for another person Yeah, and wonder in my mind, dang, I wonder what it would have been like if I had ever actually been bold enough to ask. Mm. All those problems could have been solved by a simple ask because even mm. if it was a no, I could have picked up the pieces. But instead, I right. was left wondering and it honestly is like, one of the worst things you can do is wait and not ask because it will hurt you that much worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that just about wraps up. And we don't want to be depressing because oh. that was a really sad way of ending. <laughs> so really the goal here is to keep you guys – like to, we just want to see you win and thrive. Honestly, guys, girls – we want to see you out here living the lives that God has created you to live. You know what? And actually, to, to spin this on a positive note before me just trying to end it, um, use this out as an opportunity. Be bold, people. If you have feelings for someone, maybe go and ask. Right. I mean, nothing wrong with going and asking. You get rejected. Pick yourself up off your bootstraps and keep going. I mean, yep. what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. They say no. There's a million fish in the sea. It's very cliche to say, but really, what is the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. I think we build these things up in our mind to be some catastrophic things. They're not. It's more catastrophic to not do it and then get Mm -hmm. hurt. That's right. Because then it'll take you that much longer to get over it. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to see you guys in the dumps. We want to see you kings and queens out here living how you were meant to live and how you were created to live. That's right. And look... We love doing stuff for you guys. And so if you have questions or anything you want us to talk about, please give us a follow at Dr. Love Pod on Instagram. Message us about anything. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of stories up with questions and polls. We want to hear from mm-hmm. you uh, or email us at drlovepod at gmail.com. Yeah, feel free to swipe up. Feel free to shoot us an email. We're always looking for more interaction, more engagement. 
because realistically, you guys are what keeps the show going. And we really appreciate all the listeners who have submitted questions up up to this point and have really uh, given us the engagement that is honestly helped fuel these episodes continue going forward. Absolutely. It's given us a lot of encouragement and thank you for your ongoing support. It is not taken lightly. And uh, with that being said, this has been Dr. Love, Love Notes slash real episode. Who knows what it's going to be, but uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. You guys have a good one.